Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Now I feel better because I'm family. <laughs> I love that. And I thank you to your pastor Dave, Pastor Sean, and Albie, and all the leaders. And I just want to say thank you guys for amazing worship this morning. This was really, let's give them a hand. Now I want to remind you of something this morning. We must remember that the Word of God is spirit and it's life. So whenever we spend time in the Word, that really brings life into our lives. But there's something that happens, it's like looking up, there's something happens when we look up. We connect for the, with that spirit and that life. And that is why the Word, I can honestly say to you, the Word of God changed my life, nothing else. It is knowing and believing and learning who God really is. So I have had a word, I received this word only on Monday from the Lord, and he told me to tell everybody that I see this week, and we're going to do some declarations this morning. And the word that God has for us is, I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable because of what Jesus has done for me. I am unstoppable. What unstoppable means is impossible to stop me. It's impossible, whatever it is, to prevent me to live the life that Jesus gave me. I am unstoppable. So being unstoppable is all about believing and achieving. It's, a, it's about having great faith in the love of God and also that good plan that he has for our lives. You know, I've learned that there's a supernatural power that's released when we believe. That's all we have to do is to believe because he's done everything. So our receiving really depends on our believing. And that the guy, I can never say his surname without the arms and the legs, Nick Vujicic, he said, my faith-taking action makes me unstoppable. So we're going to do a few things, talk about we, a few things about what it looks like to be unstoppable. And the first thing I want to say to you this morning, we are unstoppable because we are saved. Ephesians 2 verse 8, in the, I'm not going to say New King James because most of my scriptures is from the New King James. It is, Paul says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. So the basis of our salvation is grace. It's God's undeserved favor for us, his love for us, his ability in us. And you know what? It's a free gift to the whole world for anybody, any man, any woman that will believe. So Jesus, we know, is the only way to the Father, and that's why we accept him, and then that grace, that gift becomes ours. So faith in Jesus secures my salvation. Faith in Jesus secures my relationship with God. And faith in Jesus makes me unstoppable. Now, this word safe, we know, is a Greek word sozo, which means, listen to this, the basis of this word means rescuing one from great danger. So you and I have been rescued from great danger. It also means we're protected, we're being kept alive. He's perceived, um, preserved our lives, delivered, and made me whole. So when I believe in Jesus, I've been made whole. So Jesus sozoed us. This is what the gospel of the good news means. Gospel is good news. He sozoed us. He delivered us from all our destructions. So faith is like an admission ticket. Like we go to the movies, we need a ticket. It's that ticket to receive the grace that God has. But it's always 
important to remember, and this is one of the best things I've learned from Bible school, is that grace and faith always works together. Grace is wasted without faith. And faith is powerless without grace. And let me give you an example. Um, sodium is a sodium chloride is poisonous on their own. But when we mix them together in the right uh, measurements, they actually become salt, and we need salt to survive. In the same way, I need the balance of faith and grace because grace on its own might kill me. You don't believe it, but it is because I'll just have grace. I don't have to do anything, so nothing will ever happen in my life because I think I don't need faith. I've got grace. You see, the moment we put the balance between grace and faith, that is where God comes alive in our lives. So faith in God's grace is the key to a life and victory, and I release this grace through believing in Jesus. But it's very important to know that this grace is for every person on the planet. And I want to share a beautiful picture for you of God's grace for his children. And we're going to Exodus 14, verse 3. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Listen what he said. He says, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. And I want to see to you, say to you this morning, that it that you are seeing today, God is saying you're going to see it no more. So the promise here is that God fights for us and he destroys our enemies. Now, you know what? I just love being in a relationship with God because we never look at our lives again since we met Jesus. Do you agree? But listen now, Moses said, stand still. Now this word still is the Hebrew word yotzap, which means to place oneself, to set yourself, to position yourself. So every moment of our lives, we set ourselves, we place ourselves in Jesus. And that is the moment I actually made a decision about my life. That is the moment that thing, that it, we're talking about circumstances, will change. Verse 14, Moses says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for us and we can be at peace. God has already fought for us. All I have to do is to believe. So faith is a position, it's a place, it's a setting. Now it's very clear when we look at the whole context of this, what happened with the Israelites, that when Moses spoke to them, they weren't in a place of faith. So I'm asking myself every day for moments, am I in a place of faith? Because faith is the key to being unstoppable. It's the key to receiving. So verse 15, Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Now this word forward is the Greek word nasao, which means to set out to journey, to get up and go, to be ready to go. So they had to stand still first set themselves in that position. But now the Lord is saying, why are you crying to me? And I think God is sometimes saying to us, why are you crying to me? Get ready to go, because that's what faith does. You see, God has already done everything, even for the Israelites. They, he said, I'm going to save you, you're going to get through. He said, but they had to act on their faith. You see? So Moses, in verse 13, made a very bold declaration but the Egyptians were still coming. So it's the same with us. It won't help me to declare my salvation 
but I don't do anything. I don't act on that salvation. You see, and then verse 16, God said to Moses, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So let's talk a little bit about the rod of Moses. We know in Exodus 4 that God told him to throw his rod on the ground and it became a snake. And then God told him to pick it up by the tail. We know that's a bad thing to tell someone to do because that snake is going to bite you if you pick it up by the tail. You have to take it by the head. But the moment he did what God told him to do, the snake became his rod again. And in Exodus 4 verse 20, Moses calls it the rod of God. So God gave his power to Moses at that moment in the form of a rod. But he has gave us his power by faith in Jesus. Okay? So God did not help Moses to physically deliver the people, but he gave us. Moses only had to use what God gave him. Okay? And actually God told Moses to stop asking for help and use the authority that you have. And this is what salvation does for us. I am saved. I am sozoed. And this salvation will empower me to live in the abundance that Jesus has given me. And the next, I am unstoppable. Let's declare tomorrow, this morning, I am unstoppable because God restores my life. I love this. God restores my life. Joel 2.25 the Lord said to them, he said, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. That actually covers all the locusts, okay? He said in verse 26, and you shall eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Someone wants to take this word for you this morning. I had to take it this word. I will never be put to shame. So in the same way that God pro promised restoration to Israel, he's promising it to you and I. So we can be sure that God has done that already. And you know what? Whatever the enemy has stolen from us, sometimes it's a relationship, sometimes it's my finances, sometimes it's a house, whatever it is, God has restored our lives in Jesus. And regardless of what the devil say, friends, Jesus will always have the last word. Always. I love, this is my scripture, Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word, Jesus, for us. So everything that you and I need is in him. And Jesus has already paid the price in full. So if I lack healing, if I lack deliverance, what it finances, whatever I lack, I actually only need a proper understanding of God's word. Because if I, when God's word becomes my revelation, I can take that word and I can walk on it every day of my life. And that's what Peter said in 2 Peter 1 verse 3. He says, Peter is saying that everything we need comes through knowledge. Not funny stuff, not big bangs, or someone's got to like positive says doom spray you or something. No, just through knowing God. So we do not need to get something new. We need to get a better understanding of what we've already received. And then we can use that gifts. So I have to believe that something is possible, that something is going to happen.
and my faith will take that first step even though my mind is telling me it's impossible. That's what David said in Psalms 27 verse 13. He says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He declared here that he would give up, given up if he didn't believe. Do you believe that you are going to see the goodness of God in this life, in this land where you are here today? Just like David, we have to refuse to live in fear. We have to choose to live in praising God. Because praise opens a door for God to do the impossible in our lives. Praise is so powerful, saints. This is what releases the blessings of God. Now, we know John 10, 10 tells us that the thief came. He only came to kill and to steal and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life. And that life that he gave us is overflowing. You know what? Because our lives are always for other people. So if my life don't overflow, other people won't reap the benefits. That is why. And Jesus made everything better than before. Now, you know, if I think about hope and I think about praise, Jesus restored us to a place of praise and thanksgiving. I mean, how can we not be happy because we have Jesus? Isn't that just wonderful? So joy and rejoicing, rejoicing for me is linked to uh, restoration, because I have to take my joy back. Remember, joy is a choice. You have to choose to, in the midst of very sad happenings in your life or in your family, to take your joy back. And that, because what does the scripture say? It says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It doesn't say the joy of the Lord is, or worry or sadness is my strength. No, it says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And strength is the Hebrew word my wars, which means the joy of the Lord is my defense. It's my rock. It's my place of safety. It's my protection. God is the God of turns arounds. He came to turn our lives around. He did. And that is when I say, Lord, sorry. I'm sorry I didn't trust you. That's repentance. And what does repentance mean? A change of direction. I go 180 degrees and I go the other way. I turn my back on that which is not good. And I turn towards him, him and I look up. So, the next one. I am unstoppable because I choose to live in God's zone of love. Friends, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, he's, Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. The Amplified says, for God give not us not a spirit of timidity. What does timidity mean? It's a lack of courage. It's a lack of confidence. God did not give us that. He gave us in Jesus courage and confidence. We can be sure about what we have received. So what is the source of confidence? And I want to say to you, it's 1 John 1, 8, where we hear that God is love. Love is who God is. So who's, what is the source of my confidence and my courage? The love of God. And I've learned that love is really the cure for everything that ails you. Everything that is bad, love is the cure. So a revelation of God's love heals insecurities. You know, I used to be very aware of what people say or would say or didn't say or think about me. It was really, I was such a pathetic, insecure person. And this is what healed that insecurity, is a, a, a revelation of the, of the love of God for me. Because God created us 
in a zone of love. And he created us to live in that love. So there's only two ways to live life. In a way, zone of love or a zone of fear. Our choice. So fear and love are complete opposites. They simply cannot live together. It's like light and darkness. When light comes in, darkness flee. They cannot abide together. And you know, God created each of us very uniquely, but there's something about every unique person that is the same to the other unique person, is we can't live in a place of fear. We were not created to live in an environment of fear. So how can I be uh, absolutely unstoppable in a crazy world, in this world, when I use the free will that God gave me? Friends, I can choose how I'm going to live my life. My circumstances chances can't, uh, can't choose for me because they're changeable. They change all the time. So it's not something I can depend on. Thank God it's not something I have to depend on because circumstances changes. So this is a free will. God gave us, made us so perfectly that we could choose. And this is, uh, this, I see it like this. God never works outside of us of our will. He walks with us. But then we get to something and he says, no, you choose. So how do I choose? Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man thinks in his heart, is he? My thoughts create the framework of my life. That's the picture of my life is what I think in my mind. So the good news is I can choose what I think about. So I better think like someone in the love zone rather than thinking like someone in the fear zone. So I always say to people, you're the captain of your own ship. You choose who's on your team. And you know what? What is the rules of this race of life? To bring your words in line, your thoughts in line with God's word. Bring your thoughts. Because when we think like God thinks, God's thoughts are always based on love. God's words are always based on love. So why would we be any different if we are created according to his image? You're unstoppable because God gave you the love of his life. God gave us the love of his life, and that love created life. And that is why no one can stop you. And if I think about a zone of love, and I want to put it in one word I'll call relationship, because this is God's love. It flows from him to his son to the Holy Spirit. And the moment we live in that relationship, it's the same with us. That love flows. Nobody can stop that love. Genesis 1 verse 26 says, We are created according to the image of God, and God is a God of relationships. You know, I think about it now. Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. When we stay in that place of love, then we will bear much fruit. Now, think about God as a God of relationships. He created the first relationship on earth, Adam and Eve. And then he worked with Adam, and he gave Adam the opportunity to name the animals. And he even did some recreational stuff with them. He walked in the garden with them at the end of the day. He met with them. This is how God is. So doing life within a relationship with Almighty God is living in the zone of love. Now, friends, I am unstoppable because I have favor with God and man. We have favor. Psalms 5 verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. Because of the finished work of Jesus, we have favor. But do we walk like we have favor? 
You know what favor is? Favor is the blessings of God that opens doors, that gives protection, that brings provision, that brings promotion. That is the favor. And for the one who finds favor, what do I mean when I say for the one who finds favor? That is the man and the woman who believes that wherever they walk through life, God's favor is surrounding them as with a shield. As you go for an interview, wherever you walk, people will see it. And you know what, what then? People will actually notice that. People respond to people who walk in that favor in their lives. So what does this look like practically? My first scripture is Proverbs eleven twenty seven. It says, he who earnestly seeks good and favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. When we see God with sincere hearts, we will find favor. Proverbs 3, 3 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man, of man, man. Friends, it's my responsibility to keep mercy and truth in my life. To write it on my heart. Because from that, I will show mercy and love to others in this world. Then Proverbs 13, 15 says, Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. To have a good understanding is talking about a personal re uh, revelation of the ways of God. Can I tell you what's one of the ways of God? Faithfulness. That's why serving is so important. Just be faithful with God, what God has given you. And you know what faith is being faithful? God gave us his faith. We don't even have to battle to get faith. We all have received the faith of God. Okay? So did you know that God's favor can accomplish more in a moment in your life than what all the effort that you will do through your whole life? That's what God's favor will do for us. So bring favor in your life and be determined to walk in goodness, in love, in mercy, in truth. Always stand for truth. People, this is something, when you look at the world, there's no truth. It's lying and deceiving. God wants us to walk in his truth. And sometimes that's not an easy place to be, to be truthful. But when God says it, just do it. God's favor means that God's blessings and abundance is a given. It will overtake me. So God gives us many examples, and I'm going to go through it quickly. Joseph, one of them is Joseph. Genesis 39, 21 says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper. Yeah, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph, so he let Joseph do his thing because the Lord was with him. I want to say to you this morning, remember the Lord is with you. Joseph experienced a lot of hatred, jealousy, rejection from his brothers, but not even their hatred, jealousy, rejection could stop the favor of God in his life. You have favor with God. Esther, Esther 5.2, so it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand, and he then asked her what she wished. People are going to ask you what they can do for you because they will see that. Esther was a young Hebrew girl, and she became the queen of Persia. Kingly titles can be yours when you choose to walk 
in the fire of God. And it is simply just to say, Lord, I am walking in you because you gave me your favor. That's all it is. Acknowledge it. Say it. Speak it because it's the truth. Daniel, Daniel 1 verse 9 says, Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Daniel became the top advisor to everybody in Babylon. That's Daniel. Now we ask the question, how did Joseph, Esther and Daniel manage to enjoy so much promotion and favor from people? Simple. They trusted God and they strive to do everything that they did. You can go look at Joseph and Esther and Daniel to do everything in excellence. Because when we know who we are, when we know that God has already given his favor to us, we will live in excellence. I will do everything to the best of my ability. Even the tiniest thing would matter to me because it matters to God. Because anything is connected to other people and God loves the whole world. I am unstoppable because I have confidence in the power of the name of Jesus. This is his last day. We have confidence. Philippians 2 verse 9, Paul says, Therefore God also has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth. Friends, Jesus made sacrifices that no other man or woman ever made before him. He gave us his physical life. He gave us his eternal position as a God to become a man, to come and live with us, to come and save us. And that is why I believe God gave him a name above every other name. Jesus is Lord over all. All. Jesus carries the highest authority over everything. If you can name something this morning, Jesus is higher than that. Sickness, poverty, depression, lack of anything, sadness, brokenness. Jesus is higher than that name. There's, I'm just unstoppable because I've received the name of Jesus that I can use that name. I have confidence. Confidence actually means that I believe that I'll have the faith in the name of Jesus. So the name of Jesus is not just a phrase that we get to use. No, we have to have a revelation of the power of God in that name, of the goodness of God in that name, of the, of the authority of God in that name. That is the name that we have received. Now, the beautiful picture, obviously, is Peter and John with the layman at the gate, beautiful, because I, he asked them money, and, and Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I give, have, I give you. Get up and walk. And then they were in front of the Sanhedrin because they wanted to put them in jail because of preaching Jesus. It's just this whole story just touched my heart so deeply that it didn't matter to them that people actually wanted to kill them because they preached Jesus. They still did that. But listen what Peter said. Acts 3 verse 16, he says, And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So what did Peter say here? He said two things. He said the power for this man's healing was in the name of Jesus. But he also said faith in the name of Jesus made him well. 
So Peter was telling the Sanhedrin it was no special powers that they had, or they weren't holy or anything. No, it was through the name of Jesus and through faith in that name. I mean, Acts 4, 12 tells us we are saved by that name. So as children of today, we have the authority and the power in the name of Jesus. So the same miracle that happened that day, any miracle can happen for you and I. But we have to believe of the power that is in that name. You know that I never knew this. Before I did Bible school, I never knew this. Because it wasn't taught to me. That's why knowledge is so important. Now, if I think a name, I got my grandmother's name. You might get your name from your mom named you or your dad or great-grandmom or whatever. But Jesus received his name from God. God himself gave his son his name. And that, that Jesus did exactly what his name said. His name means Savior. He saved us. And Jesus, God exalted Jesus by connecting power and authority to this name. This is for us, friends. No circumstances is above the name of Jesus. No circumstances is above the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. You and I can run to it this morning. They will be safe. So whatever you face in this life, make sure that your first option always is to call out to the name of Jesus. I always say, help Jesus is a good prayer. Remember diabetes is a name. Jobless is a name. Sad is a name. Jesus is a name. His name is Savior. His name is Savior. He saved us. And then I just want to end by saying, I'm unstoppable because I'm the blessed of the Lord. We are the blessed of the Lord, and I want to leave you with a scripture. I just Numbers, let me just tell you first, God's blessings are meant to protect us, to lead us on the path of righteousness and to set us free. Numbers 6, 24 to 27, the Lord bless you and keep you. The may Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. But listen to verse 27. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, which is you and I, and I will bless them. God has put his name on us, and he has blessed us. So let us stand up this morning and let us say, I am unstoppable. I'm unstoppable because I'm saved, because I'm rescued, because I'm restored, because I live in the zone love, because I live in God's zone love, because I have favor with God and man. And I'm unstoppable because I have confidence in the power of the name of Jesus. And I'm unstoppable because I am blessed. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father God, we just want to glorify you this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your words. Father God, even if we had to run through it like an electrical train this morning, your word is still power. I pray that your word is like lightning coming into our hearts and creating a fire, a fire that will go out and change the world. Thank you, Lord, that we are unstoppable because of your son, Jesus. Thank you that we are unstoppable because we're blessed. Thank you for everything that you have given us. Lord Jesus, everybody under the sound of my voice,
I call them blessed this morning. I call them healed. Lord, it's your heart to heal us. You sent your son to heal us. And our healing is in him. And we receive healing. Someone needs healing with a hand. Someone needs healing in a heart this morning. Someone has pain. In Jesus' name, I call you free. I call you free from financial bondage. I call you rich and abundant because you are called to change the world. Child of God, God has anointed you with his love and his grace. He has anointed you to preach the gospel, even if it's in a way with doing mass, even if it is to be a financier, even if it is to be a mommy, even if it is to sweep the streets. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God has called you to change the world. And Father, we say thank you for this gift of life. We say thank you for your son, Jesus. God bless you, friends, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.